0: Yay. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to We Are Not Alamo, the mental health podcast.
1: Before we get started, I want to take a time to thank you yeah. to everyone who's been listening to the WANAPOD. Please keep rating, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. Tell a friend who might benefit from listening and add us to your Instagram story. Shout us out on Twitch. Everything helps. Um, help us spread the word about the importance of talking about mental health. Also, if um, since you've been listening, you know sometimes We joke about suicide, death, and other difficult mental health issues. It keeps things light because this is really hard to talk about. But we want you to know that we don't take it lightly, and we're concerned about you and the rest of our listener base. And We really do care about you and your well-being. So if you're having suicidal thoughts or plans, stop listening to this podcast. It's not important. Call 1-800-273-TALK or text HOME to 741741. And that's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline provides 24-7 support to people in crisis situations as well as family members. I've called this number at a dark place in my life, and it's helped me to find the resources I need to be okay. Um, Remember, this podcast is about opening up the conversation, and sometimes it's easier to talk about hard stuff when there's a little laughter involved with the Fam. Remember, we want you to stay with us, and you're not alone, because we are no Alamo. Yeah, all right to the pod today. I have a special guest, my mother, Sherry. Hi, Sherry. Hi. Hi, Sherry. Hello, and as always, Hi. Donnie. How's it What's going, What's up, Donnie? everybody? How are Yay. you? Yay. So, since September is about structure, uh, of course, I wanted to bring on my huge maternal structural figure, my mother. So, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. You're welcome. How are you feeling?
0: I'm feeling nervous. Are you feeling
1: nervous? Well, while you're feeling nervous, don't worry about it. We're all wanna fam here. Remember, Um, we're gonna go ahead and do our social media shout out. Um, So, our social media shout out goes to M Sue today. Um, It is Mental Health Awareness Month, also September Suicide Awareness Month. So, she posted on her Facebook the other day. Said, "Reminder to anyone that my house is a safe zone. Coffee can be on in minutes, or if you prefer tea, no problem. I will always be available." Even if we haven't talked in a while, even if you think it's weird or we aren't on speaking terms. Text me, call me, message me, anything. I will be there. I'm always a shoulder to cry on and an ear to listen. Nothing is worse than being alone and going through things alone. Hashtag, it's okay to not be okay. Mom, what do you think about that?
0: I, when I read that, I thought, I want to post that, but I'm not a big social media person, so <laughs> I guess. Which
1: is really interesting. Tell us a little bit about your
0: background. What do you do, Mom? I am a high school computer science teacher.
1: Superhero. And what do you love about it?
0: Everything. (laughs) I love teaching. I love computer science. I love... um, I know that teachers say they make a difference in people's lives, but um, I really believe that I do and that what I teach isn't just programming, that I teach more life skills and teaching my students about just being able to learn. Yeah. Because I think learning is more important than okay. the exact discipline that you teach. Yeah.
1: Well also you definitely have taught me how to be a human being. Thanks.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> Bring it back to,
1: to the mental health thing. When did us as a family start going through mental health awareness, do you think? to start when we were kids. When did you start noticing that something like we needed to start being more open about our emotional well-being?
0: I don't think that I really was aware at all until um, your dad and I started really considering divorce when you guys were in college. Mm -hmm. I don't think that I really thought about the possibility that mental health or mental illness would be something that we would have to deal with as a family.
1: Mm -hmm. So So, what changed?
0: I think that when the three of you went away to college at the same time, because I have three of you that were one after another in school, that when you went away to college and you would call and say you're sad or my youngest daughter would and we're um, really
1: close. Like you yes. were you were mom on top of the baby having twenty nine. Christian's what 27. Ellis, twenty seven. Ellis 26 now. Mm-hmm. Good job, mom.
0: Thanks. <laughs> on purpose, I wanted to have everybody all at once. Well, and on it was before. awesome. And I just never really. I thought that everything that I did with the three of you growing up would be enough to take care of your education, number one, health and well-being, number two, uh, relationships, that everything I taught you and everything we did would make you so successful in every part of your life, not just academics and college, but relationships and um, business and success in your jobs and your careers, that everything I did prepared you. So... I think that that put yes. a lot of responsibility on my shoulders and I just mm-hmm. thought that I took a lot of um, blame and guilt then when it seemed to me that everything started falling apart falling apart that the three of you weren't the So
1: let's put like some context on that whenever I first started going to therapy I was probably 18 or 19
0: I think I just... In your freshman year?
1: Yeah, just gone to college. When right. did Christian or Alice go to therapy? We were older. So what I'm saying is you start exhibiting signs of depression, like, in your early um, 20s, late teens, and that's what the research says, especially with, like, schizophrenia, it's early 20s, like, these onset of these symptoms. So what we were talking about probably was just like going through life phases and then it kind of cascaded into with me um, depression and it was nothing that you could have never like prepared me for because you prepared me for everything of course but like being diagnosed with depression when in my early 20s was an eye-opening experience where it was on me a lot of the time it wasn't just you so that worry that I like get from you all the time that I feel like you didn't do enough totally no that's not true at all mom shout (laughs) out to all the moms out
2: there right (laughs) yeah shout out this is like the toughest job in the world especially if you're going through um things like depression and and uh being having to be a mom Mm -hmm. on top of that so I want to say thank you
1: yeah you guys are great Moms are
2: the call your mom. Yeah moms. call
0: your mom. Call your mom That's all she wants. If, <laughs> if you're fighting <laughs> with, if you're
2: fighting with your mom Text or you're her. like or, or there's like some drama going on or there's like yeah just remember that it's nothing time doesn't stop for any of that, and before you know it, you know oh you don't want to have regrets. so just suck it up and be a champ.
1: Exactly. Right? Thanks, Daddy Don That's what, I That's what I'm here for. I'm excited that you get to go through that whole process with your wife of her being a new mom. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. Uh, and it's
2: actually something that um, a lot of people don't. I feel like that's actually a topic that a lot of people don't get into more often, and that is uh, postpartum. Right, exactly. Uh, depression, which is actually a real thing. Uh, and every single. Um, I think it's like clinically proven that every single woman goes through at least some sort of postpartum after giving birth because they just feel like this like, this vessel that is just needed for one thing and one thing alone, and that their life is exactly. over, and that they don't have, and, they, and and they feel guilty, because why do they feel this way? Because they have a newborn child, mm-hmm. and it's like, they they feel like they're failing as a mother, because they have these thoughts that are totally natural, yeah. and they go through this, like, phase, and it's like, if you aren't prepared for that, like, I, I know me as um, a father and as a husband, I did a lot of research before uh, Valentina, mm-hmm. my daughter was born. Uh, and I didn't even do research on her in general, like being a baby, I did research on my wife and Aww. what would happen to her. Because at the end of the day, those beginning, th- those first couple of years are so crucial for like development. right? And it's hard for, for kids to go without a mom. It's hard for kids to develop properly without a mother. Like, fathers are important, yeah, but a mother is... You are know, you being
1: self-deprecating right
2: now? No, I'm just... I'm being scientific because, yeah. like, that's literally what it's, it is. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. a father is a father, yeah. Like, he'll be there. I'll always be there for my daughter. And, sure, there are moments in time where you hear that daughters are more attached to their fathers because, they're you know, they love their daddies yeah. and they love their... But, uh, like, and I feel like in the beginning, mom goes through all the sacrifice, goes through all of the pain, goes through labor, goes through has to feed the baby, has yeah. to do everything, has to... So there's a so lot they should be more.
1: supportive there. Yeah, definitely. Like, growing up, I just... The best times of my life with you and Christian Ellis, we would just be, like, hanging out in the kitchen or, like, popping out the bed on the living room couch and watching terrible TV shows and, like, ordering pots and pans from the television shows. Do you remember that? We bought the green nonstick pans from the television show. Age.
0: Yes. <laughs>
2: QVC? She did. UBC. UBC. I would
0: like to say this about having a baby. That um, Paige was my firstborn and that having a child didn't make me the mother that I am. Didn't make me the mom. It made me a parent of a baby. I think that it took years for me to become the mom to understand... That yes, I do sacrifice, and I do love this human being that I brought into the world more than anything else. Love you too, and that then when we decided to have another baby, thinking I can't ever love another baby as much as I love Paige, and then you can stop the story. Another baby comes, (laughs) and then you think, oh my gosh, I love this baby. So much more, just kidding. So much, so much. I have enough love. It's that your love doesn't divide, it multiplies. And um, just knowing that being a mother gives you the strength and the courage and the education to mother a child. And so I am even more of a mother now than I was. Oh my on that gosh! Day when I gave birth, mm-hmm. I think that it is a process, and you learn. I still learn every day about being a mother, in to my children in their twenties, and talking out there to other mothers who are who thought the teenage years were once those were over, we were home free when <laughs> we were raising our kids, and it's just not we've been true. working
1: harder on our. I can say this out loud. We've been working the hardest on our relationship mom in the past two years when was it?
0: 2016 Mm -hmm. since then 20s yeah in all three of you in your 20s than ever because I could control and control sounds like a an intense word but I was in total control for 18 years of my children in their life I the scheduling that I had the homework scheduling the all the way down to where in the house you would sit and read. It's the mom structure over here. And what you would eat after school for a snack, and then what time you would finish homework, and what time we would have dinner. Or what time? And, and I live for that structure
1: what. all the time because that was our whole life growing up.
0: But I think what happens now is that now I don't have, I can't structure them, and I can't call them and say. Have you taken your bath now? Have you eaten well, that's, your veggies now? That's yeah. Totally, <laughs> have you eaten? That's totally and the it's fact it's so that. hard.
2: It's hard letting go. It's oh. hard. It's a, and, like, my, me, like, for instance, right now, my biggest dilemma is not actually being a father or being a husband or... My biggest dilemma is not showing my mom enough attention because I have a newborn baby. You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm so used to being close to my mother um, because my dad is, like, the type of person where he comes from Italy and he was in the army... So he doesn't A really little be- much there. mother. Yeah, he doesn't really believe in the whole, like, I love you. Come here, let me hug you. Let me give-. Like, it's more like, you know I love you. Yeah. You know that you're my son. I don't have to say it. Like, we're all not right. going to go there. Um, but my mom was always like, you know, she showed me that affection. So now that all my attention is on my daughter, it's weird because my mom has kind of stepped into the shadows. Mm-hmm. And it almost makes, I feel bad sometimes because I'm like, I wanna to talk to her and I wanna say but if I if I if I put my attention like as much as I had before on her, right that's attention that I'm taking away from my daughter.
1: And I'm glad you kinda of brought that up because it's the whole like where am I going to put my time and where is it going to be You only have so much of it. Exactly. Yeah. And I've really prioritized time as part of like building a life worth living and structural and not as much as I'm saying yeah, I'm making sure I have more time. It's no, I take my medications at the same time every day, no matter where I am. At 2 p.m., I take a walk. I am prioritizing staying awake. If I like every morning now, I get up with Matthew at like 6:20, 6, 6:30 6, in the morning, and then I stay awake all day because if I'm, are you like Mark Wahlberg? Exactly. Get to bed at about a 7 p.m., wake up at make 3 p.m., 3 a.m. <laughs> I go, I'm to by, I, go 7 a,
2: I go to bed at 7 a.m. I wake up at 3 p.m. I got a time machine. I go, in, I go in back in time and I wake up before I go to bed and I make, I'm make i sitting in a sand castles.
1: Speaking of Wahlberg, Mom, you are social media averse. Why?
0: The main reason... I think the main reason is, um... Personally, where I am in my mom? life right now is, um... I uh, went through a divorce uh, six years ago, and social media made me think that everybody else's life was perfect and mine oh was my not. God.
2: Social media, yes, sucks.
0: Yes, there was
1: actually a so. study done by the University of Copenhagen that found that Facebook envy is a legit thing of that people it is. get. Of and it affects with your mental health. It, it fucks does. it up. It makes social you think, what's wrong with me? Social media is
2: destroying yeah. this planet.
0: Right. Oh. <laughs> I really, I really think. It. I really, like and, you know, I you love know, to snap my children. Yeah. <laughs> is <laughs> that social? If no. you Snapchat to your own
1: Yeah, children? that's fine. My mom's my only friend on Snapchat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I. I, I love Snapchat. I, I don't know, man. Exactly. It's,
2: <laughs> it's like. I think that uh, the scariest part of it all is like. I think about the example of like. What's going to happen? Like, right now, I think we live in a society that if Jesus were to come back. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Jesus for a second. We're to come back and walk on I'm water saying. in front of everybody. I think everybody would miss it because they'd be on their phone looking down. They yeah. wouldn't see Jesus walking across, across right the water. Now. They'd be like, oh, you know, like, I'm on my phone. I'm, I'm, I'm updating my status. And it's like, when you're updating your status, Jesus just walked across the fucking water I in know, front of you. Exactly. And you missed it. Because that's literally, you go into Austin, you go into New York City, it's literally people. There yeah. exists now a thing that I call phone traffic. You go on a highway, you hit traffic. You walk on a sidewalk, you hit traffic. I like that. You go in yeah. a mall, you hit traffic. People just like this. Oh, oh, Phone oh, traffic oh, on their phones, looking down, and I'm You're like, gonna what are you doing? Other. And, and as like, as a photographer, as a videographer, as an audio engineer, as what I do, I I pride myself in looking at the actual world, right. trying to find so details. Not all in, white noise, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: And there are these sites called like one right now is called Our Data Helps, and they are an organization. That actually is here. I'm going to tell you, they are looking to get access to social media data from people who have completed suicide or who have um, demonstrated symptoms of depression through social media by quantifying, you know, language. So, mom, when you're looking at social media, and can you talk a little bit about like what you've done in, at school as far as like suicide prevention techniques and everything? When should we worry about social media, especially regarding family?
0: As far as training for teachers, um, the training that we go through is based on our relationship with our students at school because we, as educators, um, are blocked from, we are not allowed to be friends or in contact in social media in any way with our students. Wait, can, can, can I was on social media blackout. So, can I
2: stop you one second? Uh-huh. I just have a question for you. As a teacher, as a person involved, a professional involved in this field in 2018, yes. do you feel like because of social media, you cannot get as close to your students as you did before because somebody might record it, somebody might That's Snapchat really it, question. somebody might photo take a photo of you doing something that is completely, completely not in any way, shape, or form Like bad, but can be twisted in some way in the media and all this crap that we have out there. Like, do you feel talks about this all the time? Can you do you feel like that maybe you can't do your job as much as you did say in like the '90s or like you know the early two thousand because of this whole social media escapade?
0: Well, I will start many years ago when I started teaching. And if any of my old students are out there listening, hi, old students. um,
1: Hope you're making good choices.
0: Right. Make good choices, wisdom, failure, wish it, dream it, do it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Anyway, with um, my students back then, I could rant. And if you are one of my students, you probably remember that I would go on and on about... What's hilarious how is I was actually if,
1: in her computer science class.
0: If you are 15, this is who you are. And if you have to get up by yourself, and, you're, and if you don't get up by yourself, if your mom gets you up, or if you cheat, or if you make bad choices right now, welcome to your life. This is who you are. You yeah. are never going to change. You might as well just give up now kind of thing. I used to just rant and rant and rant. So... Now, I definitely have backed off on my personal feelings about raising my children because I said to them, when you're 15, you are leaving me and you're going to a movie with your friends or something. Mm -hmm. And I can't go with you and say, Paige, look at me. Look at me. Make good choices here. Don't eat gluten. Don't eat gluten. You know, and (laughs) I'm not going to be there with you. So I just let that overflow into my teaching and then when I moved to Austin um, and I had a different audience and social media became such a big deal in school I really just backed off I can't share my personal views so much but I will tell you this that this year our school district has adopted a um, for a couple years We just said phones, phones. Everybody have your phones. It's awesome. Tablets, yay! Everything. And this year we've adopted a no, no. Put them away. They this year this just now this new school year. I haven't heard um, about this. That we have decided that um, no, they're not helping. They're not helping us educate our kids. Right? They're just she probably knows about Fortnite. I swear to God, I do know in the UK. Five percent of divorces that were filed in the last year, or because Fortnite? Fortnite. Are you
1: kidding me? The reason. Yeah. Oh my god. I read that
0: this morning. I think maybe I. No way. That makes me Yes, or something. But yeah.
2: How crazy is that? Right.
1: So you don't. It's true. Because why? Are you afraid? What are you?
0: No, I'm not afraid. I just think that we need to get get technology, personal technology devices out of the classroom. And mostly because our students, our children, our humans, don't speak to each other. It's so difficult to have students collaborate now. And the students that I have talking about depression and suicidal ideations, I have.
1: What are the signs? What is that? Yeah.
0: I have so many students who, um, when they come in my room at the first of the year, and I stand at my door, and I shake hands, and I teach my students to shake hands and make eye contact and speak to me, and
1: every day and
0: t- ask me how I am, and I get to ask them how they are, and it's how I take attendance, and it's and she's the best And teacher. now, after my first six weeks, they stand at my door and they wait, and they look forward to shaking my hand and making eye contact because that needs to happen. Because it might not they happen outside know, of the classroom. Well, it won't. And they need to know that someone in the world, other than their mom and their dad, can alone. look in their eyes and they are not alone. Mm-hmm. And that they, that I know your name and I know you are in my classroom today. And I am thankful that you are in my classroom today. Mm-hmm. And I love and appreciate that you are in this world. yeah, Because I have a stack of students who have been identified as anxiety, diagnosed with anxiety, depression, and all the, the list goes on. Mm-hmm. And, and that's
1: a double-edged sword, right? Because when we were talking about before with us, we weren't really exhibiting signs until we no. sought out therapy. But now, like, what are some of those warning signs that you've been taught in training? Like, tell us. Because now they are so... Like, you were having training on trainings on these. Do you teach yes. 11th, 12th grade?
0: I what teach 9th through 12th. 9th through 12th. And they're all mixed together. So what,
1: are, what is that um, training like? What goes on with it?
0: The training that we do as educators is very specific about, um, like, when Paige was first diagnosed with bipolar and when she was first experiencing suicidal ideations, I went through my very first suicidal training at school, and I called her and I said, Paige, through my training, I'm supposed to use this language. Are you going to kill yourself?" Yeah. And that I couldn't even say those words out loud to her. Yeah, because it was, it was
2: kind of strange. Saying because it to your own it's daughter.
0: like if I say that to you, are you going, going to go kill, kill yourself? yourself? Well, here's the it thing: it would be on me, like for bringing it up. I put that in your mind. What? And we learn that that isn't what's happening. Yeah. Exactly. By saying it, we're validating that I am here to help you because I validate that you are going through this.
2: Well, getting back into the social media example, yeah. I think wh- wh- something else that I actually yeah. thought about of recent is that when I was going to school, a teacher was able to protect you mm-hmm. um, from things like bullying and from things like just common occurrences that happen. Right. The thing with social media and the Internet and the access to all this from devices as small as, let's say, an Apple Watch, mm-hmm. okay, um, is, is that you take away the ability for you to be protected. And what I mean by that is that not even as a parent do you have control over somebody bullying you, even over the Internet. Right. What can you possibly do? What can you po- Like as a teacher, a student comes up to you and says, this guy's picking on me. Maybe in the 90s, maybe in the 80s, maybe the 70s, you go up to them and say, hey, listen, I heard you're picking on Mark, example. I heard you're picking on Mark. Leave Mark alone. I'm your teacher. I'm going to go to the principal, and yeah. I'm going I'm to report you. We're going to have,
1: it. like, varying hierarchical structures exactly. of dealing with the situation. Now it's out of their control. Now you can't do anything except... What
2: you... are you going to do? Go and delete the internet for the kid? Right. What no. are you going to do? You're going to go to the student no. and be like, oh... Did you see
1: that Black Mirror episode where the mom puts that electrode in the yeah. kid's mind and then, and then one? she gets
2: older and it's like messing with her because yeah. she has no privacy
1: mommy you need to see this episode it's crazy it's
2: one of the best episodes of Black Mirror which by the way touches
1: shout out Black Mirror on
2: a lot of subjects that people like with the whole um, gaining likes with yes. that Bryce Dallas mm-hmm. Howard trying to gain likes so on like this social media platform they have developed or
1: else you're valueless yeah like, it's like, like a currency around you
2: it's like a currency like yeah it's crazy
1: as yourself So from the students, like, do they feel that way? What do you do with that stack of students?
0: Well, I would like to back up and say we are powerless as teachers to know the needs of our students as far as if there's bullying or if there's something going on because they don't share those things with you but the power comes from walking in my classroom every day mm. and knowing that I care so much that you are here today. And I really, and I say this, I care that you learn programming, kind of. Yeah. But what i what's important to me is that I get to spend... Some of my students, I spend three years, an hour and a half a day, five and a half hours. And only. even we,
1: as your daughters, get to build connections with your students. They bring her coffee. I, I mean, we talk about them. Can I? Like, can I make
2: another valid point here? Go ahead. Um, that, and this is something that I was grown up on, being that my dad comes from Italy, being that he was he's super old school in his ways, my mom, old school in her ways as well. I think that. I think there's an issue here, and the issue is sensitivity Mm -hmm. combined or compared to um, action or reaction. Uh, And what I mean by that is that a lot of kids today are super sensitive. Yes. And the reason, like, if you compare a 17-year-old today to a 17-year-old when I was going to high school or when Mm -hmm. I was going to middle school, they're two completely different things altogether. And Mm -hmm. why I say that is because when I would be home, and I would go to my mom and maybe the teacher had no control and I would go to my mom and say, oh, I don't know. So-and-so's picking on me. My mom would look at me and be like, well, you know what you do? You go up to him and you kick him right in his nuts. (laughs) And you know what? Like, it sounds sounds harsh, right? But the thing is, is that what do you do in that moment when you're the only one who's in control of what's going to happen to you? Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's why maybe, just maybe, schools... In all these facilities, need to put into place a certain level of safety of not only safety, but a certain level of of uh, punishing student or or reprimanding a student after doing a certain uh, a a certain level of investigation towards that. So, say Mark punches Billy in the face because Billy put pictures of nude pictures of Mark on Facebook for the world to see and yeah. for him to stop that from happening he had to go up to billy and basically knock him in his teeth And, knock, and Billy, i'm not going to do it anymore because i got my teeth knocked like out that. you know as this school if i was a principal and call me harsh call me whatever i guess a different mindset however i was raised if i was the principal i would be like you know what i'm not going to look at mark and be like you're all in the wrong here and you're going to get reprimanded i'm going to look at mark and say you were saving face because you didn't want to go down a path where you're worried about getting suspended, you're worried about getting in trouble at home. You're worried about nobody being able to help you. You're worried about all this stuff that convolutes and clouds your mind. Mm-hmm. you to do something, okay, right. when it was just as simple as going up to somebody and literally being like, "Enough is enough."
0: But I would like to bring us full circle, then. Yeah, it's not. It's not as straightforward as now you're in trouble because of the high level of social anxiety and mental illness that we face with our students. And that these students may be reaching out. Um,
1: in whatever they way they possibly can. Right,
0: in a, in a world where human interaction is fleeting faster and it's still than we can so, it that's the point, right? Important. And that's the point, though, so right there. Important. Positive human interaction, but that's the point, though, right there. It is. Like, well, this like, is about.
2: like, like kids right today in today's day and age would not expect you to walk right. up to them and kick them in the nuts, per se, because they'd be like, yeah. Hey, you're gonna just go dislike my photos and, and post comments on me. No, right. dude, I'm not gonna do that. I'm it's gonna kick you right in your that. you know, you know what yeah. I mean, like, and it's like. I get it that it's violence, and I get it that you're saying that it's whatever. But at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like you get to a certain point where you have to become animalistic in who you are and be and, and natural in who you are and say, I have to defend myself.
1: Right, exactly. And to like, kind of connect on that, Mom, like, what do you think, Like, where are the boundaries? Where do they lie without you fearing for the worst, like you're get, your son's going to get kicked in the balls? like as far as looking at social media and like worrying about that.
2: Like would you be upset if Paige grew up in in an environment where she was getting picked on all the time and one day she snapped and one day she went to the girl that was posting pictures of her that were fake or posting rumors about her that weren't true and and she just one day snapped and just knocked this girl right across her jaw and the girl never did it again. Would you you be upset with that?
1: I'm totally kidding. Of course you would be upset.
0: I would be upset. I'd,
2: I don't know. It's tough, I'd, right?
0: Um,
1: so, okay, let's, like, maybe the point is we, you guys as a school system and the principals and everything are trying to create the school to be a safe zone for those kids by taking away those tablets, taking away that social media outlet, taking it away, bringing back the fundamentals of school and education. And teaching. Hopefully, that is what it's about.
0: Human interaction and knowing that a student has an adult who is happy that they're in my room today. Mm -hmm. That's all it takes. Glad you're in my room today, and turn your phones off. We are not. We're not worrying about all of that right now. And the hardest thing about that is. I can't take that worry away for my children, my twenty-something-year-old children. 29. I can't take their worry away. I think from the best policy media. to
2: do is implement. Honestly, from a government perspective, mm-hmm. I think the best policy to implement oh. to end all of this would be an age restriction on social media.
1: Oh my god, we can't even
2: eighteen plus. plus eighteen plus for everything, but for forever. Like, if you are eighteen years or younger. You should not be allowed to be on social media. You I think as na- a
0: parent, I want the freedom to make sure that I get to choose what's best for my own family, for my own children. But what would you I choose? I think we need yeah. to trust. I, My children, I went back to school to get my computer science bachelor's. When my children were a little bit older. She was the
1: first and woman at the University of Texas of the Permian Basin to graduate with her Master's of Computer Science. That's yeah. awesome. Everyone? The first person. Clap. Clap. Woman, up. person.
0: Period. 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 Anyway, so <laughs> I was so excited about computer science, and I was learning about networking, so I bought, like, five computers, and I networked the whole house, and every child I remember had their those own days. computer in the room. And, I, and then Paige... Crossed a boundary. I crossed a boundary and I looked at porn. Got in trouble and the Oops. next day, no computers. Straight no, up. It was like straight
1: up. That we was were it.
0: One or the so the next day, all the wires are out, no computers in the whole house, nothing everything is gone. And then they didn't get a computer until they graduated from high school then. So as a parent structure who Yeah, so it's like boundaries. You learn as a parent and there are parents who just in computer science, their students are so much more technologically literate than they are, and it, it makes them so happy because they're like, "Yay! They're going to be this great. They're going to major in computer science. Yay!" And I'm glad major in comp sci. Woo! I agree, but you have to learn as a parent, as a person in 2018, you have to learn that okay. That didn't turn out so well. That choice I made, giving my child an iPhone when they're here. Here's a (laughs) a comparison. I believe very strongly, I have a strong conviction, like someday if I ever do a dissertation, I have a really strong conviction about kinesthetic learning when babies are little and connection between math and sequence and patterning and the connection between, like wooden puzzles, mm-hmm. and how digital technology is destroying our logical, like our ability physical... to program, because programming is logical, like to do That's interesting. math, mom. Because you don't have a logical sequence. When I was in second grade, we had phone books stacked up in my classroom. We had to look up as chairs Franks. So you had to go A, B, C, D, that was her you last had name. To, her so you name. had to understand the sequence of alphabetical order. Our children now, the students I teach, sequence and I never
1: thought of it like that. They I, ever I,
2: like I the whole process. Totally, that's
0: what math is. It's I totally
2: wholeheartedly agree with what you're saying about it. like yeah. the example with Paige and what you said, what you did. But here here's where the issue lies. Here where everything kind of goes full circle it's and comes easy. around for me to counter counter what you said. <laughs> Kids are not stupid this day and age. So oh, when you have genius. when They're you so have when you have a when you're, you as a parent, you go and say, "Okay, Paige looked at porn. All right, I'm going to take her internet away." But then you go to a computer right. two weeks later, and you're like, "Hey, Paige, did you look at porn again?"
1: I "Hacked in?" "No, it. I
2: didn't." But maybe <laughs> she maybe she did, and maybe she learned about VPNs. Maybe she learned about incognito tags. Right. Oh
0: maybe my she learned God. about and <laughs> then wish. and then and then
2: takes away through technology your proof and then you're you're screwed yeah. because you're like as a parent you're like right. I have no evidence here to back up or take her, that or away from her that's why i mean that you can't trick kids today no. the only thing you can do is put a restriction on until kids realize holy shit the only way we're going to get this not. restriction that's
1: what the study would have to be about right yeah oh my gosh God.
2: maybe the, maybe they will under like it, it, i feel like it's it's like you take something away from somebody okay long enough for them to learn a lesson from it.
1: Kids, kids. <laughs> oh my gosh, you actually start, like start have segued myself. into a segment that I really wanted to do. Yeah. It's called Mom Vice. It's yeah. Mom Vice. Mom Vice.
0: <laughs> I would like to, but I'm going to add, add this to the real fast. Okay. So, I think, and I have no scientific evidence about this at all. This is just a mom thing and a teacher thing. This is what I believe. I believe that the more technology demands the time of our children that the more alone they are and Mm -hmm. I think that is what is directly correlated to depression and um, feeling so alone because if I'm 50 and I get a divorce and I am adult enough to know that everything online isn't real that I read or that everybody's life isn't perfect, then how in the world can a 16-year-old look online and know that those people, their life isn't perfect, and I don't have to kill myself because my life is horrible. Right. And that is why... It's so important to me to make eye contact with my students and let them know that the digital world isn't real. It's not real. The bullying is not real. It's veiled in anonymity, and it doesn't truly exist like it did when Joe Baker punched my sister in the nose. In <laughs> yeah, but, but It's just not
2: but you go into i think i think the root of all this is access to information okay so you have kids that have access to all an unlimited amount of information with the internet right so you have somebody who says oh jillian has herpes mm-hmm. then you have somebody who draws a picture of herpes on the wall in the middle they didn't even know what it looked like and they went on yeah. google and looked it up and they found out they wouldn't have, they they got the ammo to start the bullying through unlimited access of information,
0: for example.
1: And maybe we can even, like, just what would Mom Vice say? What would you say, Mom? Mom
0: Vice would say take their phones away for a specific amount of time have dinner done. with your kids
2: or implement the age you, restriction. Oh my,
1: my gosh, you wanted to say that so bad. bad.
2: I want her to say it. <laughs>
1: you want her to say it so because bad because it is such <laughs> a solution. She did, she restricted it on me.
0: I did. They we had a shelf in the kitchen when <laughs> they walked me, in, they had to leave their phone in the kitchen. Yeah, um, but that was so you're back not wrong. I just think that as a parent, you it's up to you, and as a double-edged sword as that is like even at the beginning of this when I said I still feel so responsible when Paige because of Paige's mental illness I think I should have done something I should have helped more and I we've talked about that in therapy so much that
1: should as a judgment and those right. worry thoughts are just exacerbated by you identifying the symptoms that you've learned about but coming full circle like i truly believe that this whole experience from 2016 when i had my first psychosis to now has only helped our relationship grow stronger it really has and of course we have our ups and downs and everything all oh, you're my mom can I? Can Love I? You, I just want to say something.
2: I just want to say something to people out there suffering with depression, yeah. and anxiety, and being bullied, and all this stuff. I guess I want to just be really, really rudimentary here and say, "What doesn't kill you makes you stronger." Exactly. That's the best way to look at it. And you're not think, alone at all. Yeah, like you, know. like you, like Paige is a prime example of this. You have somebody who was diagnosed with being bipolar, somebody who is on medication, somebody, but yet,
1: mm-hmm.
2: yet you sit here, and you're creating. You're creating and you're touching. No well, thanks, Donnie. You're no. but yeah, like But really like, nice. But like, so that is something positive that came out of something that maybe really isn't negative. Maybe it's just something that is meant to happen, and that should make you feel better as a mother and understanding that there was really nothing you could do to stop that. It's, it's just so the genetic. way chaos theory works. Oh, I love chaos theory. That things the need to happen for a reason, that your daughter wouldn't be sitting here right now Touching the lives of all these people that watch her on YouTube and follow her and and listen to her if that didn't happen. So maybe that's a good way to look at it.
1: Yeah, thank you, Donnie. That was so nice. High five. Oh, my gosh. Compliment of the day from Donnie, our audio engineer. He's the winner. (laughs) Mom, what do you want to leave us with today?
0: That as a mom... I have been through the deepest depths of guilt and blame when I wondered if if Paige was still alive. And knowing how grateful I am every day that she is here with us. And that it's not just on us, though, the family, Paige's family. It's on Paige, too. For Paige to understand that...
1: I need to be the biggest advocate my own well-being.
0: Well, but as a family, because we're talking about family, that um, if I don't tell her... Because the girls and I share, of course, a thread in texting. And, like, the other two girls, if they have something good happen, and the three of us, me and my other two daughters, like, like, actually kind of make a decision to keep it from Paige so that Paige doesn't feel like she is less than what's happening, the good, that's happening in the other girls' lives, that that which would make makes her me upset. Feel like,
1: for example, um, my sister is doing something really big with her life, and I felt sad that no one told me. Really, and everyone was like, "Well, you, we just didn't want to like upset you upset either. you or anything." I'm like, "It's not upsetting. It's like a cool thing. Like these are the things that we need to share." And so, you can't just tell me that. This is also a true story that my rabbit died, and then expect me eight months later to come home and see that it's not there anymore. You did that. My rabbit died. She's not talking right now because she knows it's true. Oh
2: man.
0: Okay. Let's get <laughs> <For me> back <laughs> to what we're saying. My
1: so, rabbit went to the farm. So Whatever. We are, it's good. We're ending
0: the conversation <laughs> with you. Ask me what I what I would like for everyone to take away from this that. If me, sometimes we don't always do the right thing in your eyes. Tell
1: me my rabbit died. <clears> that
0: it's because we're trying to protect you, I love you. And that it's not always my job to protect you um, and be afraid. Because it's so easy to be afraid. And, say and it's fear. so real mm-hmm. to be afraid.
1: And I want to tell you what a great job you are doing, Mom. Seriously, thank you so much. Like being on the podcast, being a part of the Wanna fam. You had to do a huge mastery skill today.
0: I'm very so, anxious.
1: Very anxious. So <laughs> well, let's close up with we already did our mastery. We did the podcast. High five. Nice. Self-soothe. Why is self-soothe important, Mom? Because
0: Because I love the essential oils.
1: Yes. (laughs) So after this, we're probably going to go. Because
2: we are no eucalyptus. Yeah,
0: we We are are no no eucalyptus.
1: eucalyptus. (laughs) Now everyone, remember you're not alone (laughs) because we are no Alamo. We are no Alamo. Love you guys. Take care.